Here, this is home, Blue Green Mountain. Ancestors' bones here, the heart can heal, the wounded mind restored and made whole again. Hello folks and you're very welcome to the Ethanride Junction podcast episode 34. That's 34. It's the Elder than Jesus special. <laughs> Someone in the back says bingo. Sit down says I. Um, this is the podcast equivalent of a tuna pancake. Um, in its separate components it probably makes sense and serves a function and can be quite enjoyable. However, together it's an irresponsible abomination of nature. Um, that's beautiful it's myself it's myself this week (laughs) just you (laughs) just you (laughs) just me welcome Boric welcome Um, to anyone new listening to the podcast how's it going which for some reason we have a new uh, we we have a lot of Um, welcome along to the house of madness Um, yeah the the analytics department of government sent in a letter through both of our post boxes uh, during the week and said you're on the rise. Um, so if you're new, apologies first and foremost. I apologize the first 20 episodes, I think. So yeah, I'm going to conti- that, yeah. continue that, that tra- train of thought. By first apologizing and uh, it's good to have you along for the ride. Brilliant, yeah. For some reason, the uh, numbers have gone way up in the last week. Um, and the followers on the Instagram have gone way up. So uh, yeah, fucking great. Great to have you along. And you know, to think, you know, you've only so many hours in a week and you're choosing to spend three quarters of one listening to us is great. Um, how are you, Porik? Our emotion not so bad. <laughs> um, what's new? Let's get all the topical stuff out of the way. Well, I'll tell you what, I have, I, I, I don't know why I agreed to do this. It was my idea to record this evening, but I have not stopped going like a fucking lunatic all day. I'd, since half five this morning I got up for work and now it's ten past nine and I'm sitting talking to you I haven't actually had time to bless myself all day so that's how much yeah you're gonna you're gonna drop dead at the end of this <laughs> do you remember our um, our energy drink habit in college Porik my, my own brother reminded me of that he says that's why I got fat in fourth year of college was the amount of energy drinks I drank yeah they were let's tackle energy drinks um I I first encountered, so maybe I was a pure, ignorant, naive fool, and yeah. and maybe I still am. In fact, the latter is probably very true. But my first introduction to anything energy drink-wise was through dad. Dad would sometimes get one <laughs> on a Sunday <laughs> when, whenever we'd go to the shop and he'd yeah. come out. And like nothing, like, I mean, you could, this book's probably about Red Bull's marketing campaign, like yes. probably one of the bigger companies in the world. The shape of the can was enough to just mean, um, as in, I was thinking to myself, wow, this, that whatever is in that now, has to be magic. Serious. What is in it? <laughs> um, and he'd have it, he'd have it just up in the cup holder in the car. And I assumed it had alcohol in it. We were driving home at the time, and dad would be sipping it. <laughs> From mass. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> or just getting, you know, just a, a can of alcoholic stuff and the, the independent. Fair enough. No, um, I, no, the reason I brought it up was the fact that I was going to say me and you hardly went to bed. And it's not that we went to bed together all that often, but like we barely slept for... Not often. Not often, no. Um, 
There was rumours though. Um, that'll that the less said the better. Uh, anyway, they, ki- they killed ratings in season one <laughs> of the Ethanol Junction podcast. The whole incestuous <laughs> things. Nicely saved. Um, but no, I just had I had flashbacks over the weekend and today. I was feeling I was absolutely bollocks at work today, and all I could think of was, "Geez, I'd love." I haven't felt in a long time. I'd love a can of Monster or Red Bull or Red trout or whatever the light of fuck our mate Dan used to drink in, in no red trout yeah red, that's it red that's trout. It. <laughs> it's an it's unusual how um like the, the, this has been said to me actually once or twice in the last week sometimes yeah. just like uh, uh a saying would come up into yeah. prominence again and it's the whole listen to your body when uh, people are saying it on tv as well you know it's like pandemic you know people are at home why don't you just actually listen to your body and if you crave yeah. chocolate go for chocolate right it's very holistic i think it, i totally agree with it actually. on on the surface that's a good idea on on just on the surface and or, until you've yeah until you've doubled in weight basically <laughs> like, listen to my my body wants three spice bags are you am i gonna allow it um i lost my train of thought where was i you're on about people listening to their bodies but yes, and how that ties into energy drinks, I think, is every every blue moon, your body will want an energy drink and a sugary one. Yeah. And sometimes, I don't know, it's it's just you have to give into it. Uh, I don't know. I th- I, the- Did you not get a, I suppose, like, are energy drinks even available at your work? Uh, yes, they are. They are indeed at nameless right. conglomerate for which I work. Um, they are available, actually far too available. And uh, once upon a time, I would have partaken, but um, no, I just because I just I I was just thinking there, like drinking a can of Monster at half twelve and then going to bed was a common occurrence. Half twelve, yeah. One, I I want to say one o'clock. Our um, <laughs> we can talk about this. It's fine because we live together, and it was yeah. there's nothing illicit about it. Our housemate during that time. Had probably the I remember him the next day describing what what went on that night, and our <laughs> our our housemate we won't name names just for the sake of he might not want to have this told. He he drank a stupid amount of energy drinks that yeah. night, as a lot of people in college do, and the next day he recalled what he experienced <laughs> through through a meme, and the meme yeah. was. A skeleton on a wheelchair <laughs> flying through space <laughs> and flames in the background. <laughs> and he was like, that was me last night. And he was he we had plenty we had plenty of contact with uh, people in our course oh, doing the dog. Th- think thinking back on it, and it's that's a perfect analogy for how it felt, because that's kind of how I feel at the minute. I'm full to the guts with coffee because I've had a long fuck of a day and we need to get a podcast recorded. And this mightn't see the light of day. This is this is purely I press fucking call on the Google Meets. You picked up the phone and you're on a microphone and that's we're just talking now. That's about it. But like you know that sensation of someone's driving really fast in a car and you have no control over it and you feel terrible about it but there's nothing you can do that's what it's like Mm -hmm. getting up at half five in the morning having your diet been entirely fucking Red Bull for the previous day and going into a fucking exam hall and you're sitting there in the handball alley in the Kingfisher in UIG and everything's going past you 
like fucking Star Trek in the fucking spaceship yeah. and you can do nothing about it. That's horrible. Yeah. I mean, like taurine, caffeine, glucose, fructose syrup and hash brown is quite the mixture. <laughs> I don't know how we got onto this call. You wouldn't mind because I'm in the middle of Operation Stop Being a Fat Bastard and uh, I can't have any of that. You know how they name, operate, you know how they use words that are completely unrelated to what? Yeah. You know how they do, you know how Operation Sting might be something. Yeah. Completely unrelated. Yeah. You haven't really done that. No, I haven't. No, I'm, I'm more <laughs> sure about that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, come here. Right. So, bit of housekeeping. A lot of housekeeping to get through this. Right. So, first things first, a congratulations of the highest order goes out to very good friend of mine and longtime listener of the podcast, um, Senor Keen Sweeney of Kilishandra County Cavan, who got down on one knee yesterday and tied his shoes. And while he was at it, he proposed to the girlfriend. So I'm going to edit in some clapping there. Did you hear that? Yes, a That's massive round of applause. Massive round of applause. Yes. Fair play. Um, a, day of nice. mo- a day of mourning was observed by the women folk population of Ireland um, to hear that Keane Sweeney after all these years is finally off the market but Maria Mitchell fair play to you you um, lassoed well you lassoed a Midland one let's not get all crazy here he's grand I know I, uh, I joke um, congrats Keane <laughs> <laughs> he's got a big congratulations you know. no massive congrats um, new new followers we had to say hello to them many 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 congrats yeah and what's the crack um, congrats did I say it? welcome is what we, I tried to say congrats for ruining your life for listening to us that's basically it we we should for anyone new who's now stumbled upon this episode we should give a 30 second synopsis of basically oh, what this Jesus, is right? you're better than we're, me at this we're, we're, we're generally a group of friends right and on any particular week it's a bit like well, it's a bit unlike the Irish rugby team now. You you will have a different team basically every week. But mostly it's myself, yourself and Dara, right? Yeah. And we're ba- we're basically trying to make sense out of life and we're in our mid-twenties and we're probably, we do a lot of talking and not much doing and that's kind of it anyway. Um, no, the ba- basically this, it's called the Athenry Junction podcast because it was a time in Ireland before the Irish fell out of the world where... Me, Porik and Dara specifically lived on the road and our entire lives revolved around the Athenry Junction. Um, Junction 18 on the M18 that intersects with the M6 Dublin Road out of Galway at Rathmorrissey, I believe is the townland. And I saw that godforsaken hype around about twice a week for about four years there. So yeah, it's amazing when you hit 21, 22, you realise that all your friends just basically live on the on the road so we thought the best thing we could do was give people something to listen to on the road most this is this thing we used to be listened to by people in cars anyway um yeah i mean this is the it's the titular podcast of the most aerially satisfying uh roundabout motorway junction runoff in the country <laughs> and stick that in the front of your newspaper now absolutely and Boric, you'll not believe this but we have another person who has binge listened all uh, however many episodes in the space of a week oh yeah yeah Mr. John McCartan uh, the other half sorry I've got to say the other half of uh, Carla Sweeney McCartan because let's face it he is more than half of Carla Sweeney McCartan um, yeah he's he. I think we owe him compensation as well he listened to everything um, 
You listen. To we'll give compensation on a per hour listened basis, <laughs> and we'll we'll truncate the last hour <laughs> and just give them compensation on that. Th- thanks for uh, thanks for joining the old team, John. We're so sorry. We're really sorry. And he has a, a, a response to your uh, pimp my ride um, exhibit crack from last week, Porik. Um, the Irish for pimp my ride is pimp more ride. Thanks for that. John. Oh yeah. Do you know I never thought of that. Pimp pimp my ride, and August is Misha exhibit August Falcher good pimp my ride, lovely. Um. What was I going to say? Uh, also, Keen Cunningham, shout out. We haven't talked about Keen in a long time. Keen, formerly of this, I love saying that, formerly of this parish. He, uh, no, he just said last episode was good crack. So, yeah. Cheers, Keen. Thanks, Kate. Goodbye, Keen. Um, we'd love to have him back. For, you know what? I'm, I'm going I'm to I'm gonna be controversial here, right? On a ratio of amount of time spent on the podcast to impact on the podcast, Keen is the leading person, I think. He was right, on it once and yes. bang. It's yeah, his like, like this one of these like the, the highest goal per minute scores <laughs> in the Premier League are like <laughs> Frederico Makeda played half. Yeah, two games. just like <laughs> one hit wonders, and they just got so they broke their leg or something. That may have had something to do with the fact that we were all fucking ossified recording that. I think it was like episode four or five or two years ago. Oh God, it is two years ago. It was in my room in Cork, and Ireland had just been beaten by England. Yes, we had our arses handed single-handedly by Elliot Daly. Oh, amazing. Some things never change. Right, we get yeah. on to the short bits. Andy Farrell's a bollocks, Billy Burns is shite, and Jack Carty has been rode again. I think that's about the tenet, is it, of, of what we want to say? Three three boxes nicely ticked there now. Yeah. Um, what can you say about it? Like, what can you say about it? Since, since we were talking to you last, um, let's we call a spade a spade here. Billy Burns missed the sideline of the Millennium Stadium. Yeah. <laughs> I think we're... <laughs> We we we've been probably massively spoiled. Anyone who's who's had any interest in rugby the last two years that we we peaked pretty high. We were right we were before the World Cup. Rel- we were in relatively. We were we were in heaven, really. And what goes up must, yeah, yeah. So I think it's maybe a symptom of that, but I think we're also just a bit of a... Comp- I don't know. I think either probably the right idea. Nine times out of ten, it probably would have worked out, but look. What, trying to stick the car? That's fair it enough. We, we can't really sit here on a podcast called the Ethnoid Junction Podcast and, 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 and try to put words to someone's failure. Yeah, that's a good point. No, that's fair enough. Yeah, but look, kettle. Look, we'll, 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 we'll kill it after this. You have a backs coach who in 18 months has done absolutely nothing with a backline who are unaware they have wingers. You have a back row and centres that seem to be unfamiliar with the concept of going round someone is far quicker than going through someone. And you have a scrum half who seems to have forgotten that you can do anything but box kick off the base of a rook. And it's just like watching paint dry in slow motion. And in the finish up, you just kick it to the French back three and get bet is basically uh, about the size of it. And the one out half that's playing well in the country, um, well, look, if Jack Harty was from Leinster, he'd have 50 caps by now, but look, that's that's enough. Um, Tom Brady. Tom Brady uh, won the Super Bowl again. Yeah, at the ripe old age of 205. He did, and he got absolutely ossified afterwards. Did and he? It was lovely. it was lovely to see. I saw, maybe it was something that was regurgitated that had pra- happened previous, but it looked like, as if it was recent, he was like, being escorted out of some sort of a 
outdoor party establishment and he was holding not much of his own weight. I did he not see a, that. Well, I'm delighted for him. It's nice to so, know yeah, that. Um, it was it he, was really nice to see. I saw, do you know who's, so there's, I don't, you can fill in the first names here. Yeah. Gronk. Gronk is a, he's a. Rob Gronkowski. Yes. But Scored his, two brother, yeah. his brother has a rather large social media following. All right. Apparently, a lot of the brothers are were involved at various levels in. Well, there, there's the NFL. Put it this way: there's five brothers in the Gronkowski family, and their father made each of them have their own trophy cabinet in the house, so that each could see how successful the other one was. And yeah, that's um, and it, mu- that's and it must what, have worked. It did. I think two of them made the NFL. That's that must be right because he or maybe this guy did it himself. I forget what the brother's name was, but yeah. he basically laid it out on the line some of the earnings that these boys would get. And if you're on the yeah. losing team, you get anything between thirteen sixty five thousand dollars. And if you're on the winning team, you get anything between like sixty and a hundred and thirty or something. And the likes of Tom Brady and, and them have little fine print footnotes. Yeah. That entitled them to like half a million payouts. Oh well, you're talking like payout. you're talking like if touch, they win. touchdown bonuses and fucking, you know, uh, yard like you're you're getting bonuses on everything there. Um, but look, we're going to cover it in more detail later on. But let's call a spade a spade here. Tom Brady is forty two and he's at the absolute very top of his sport. He's rightly regarded as the greatest of all time in American football. Now I do appreciate that a quarterback that's well protected should never see any hardship and all he has to do is find a stick fellas with darts. That's fair enough. But how many 42 year olds do you can you name that are at the absolute very top of their their sport at at their at their game? Um and look I'm I'm jumping a bit here but Tom Brady has a very, very close f- friendship with very shady alternative medicine, inverted commas, practitioner Alex Guerrero, who has a rather uh, shady background when it comes to, you know, it's not fucking spuds that he's given his athletes. So we'll cover more on that in the next couple of weeks. But I know I just I got to, I got to annoy a lot of people who are big Brady fans. <laughs> we I um we completely took apart. Um, what form of alternative medicine? Do you remember? It was Jeez, my bit. Uh, the herbal herbal tea, Chinese Chinese. Gunk, gunk water. Oh, that's right, gunk water. Yeah, stuff. gunk water. Yeah, we remember that. We've, so we've dealt with the issues before. <laughs> and the um, last thing, this is a follow up special. Oh yes, and the last bit of the sports roundup was um. I cried laughing at this during the week and it's not right to be laughing at it. So anyone who's a Liverpool supporter, i.e. you, Porik, will be familiar with Jurgen Klopp and the poor bastard. Um, Hasn't had it easy lately. He's been, well, losing the rag with Sky Sports reporters on a now week, bi-weekly basis and, you know, slightly overreacting. And I appreciate that the team isn't going well and, you know, a lot of injuries, you know, things aren't what they were last season, obviously. But uh, it since came out that his mother actually passed away in Germany um, on the eve of the Man United game in the Cup. I think it might be a month ago now. And he still, like, he couldn't get home to coronavirus, all the rest. And uh, he uh, went out and, and managed a team and said nothing to nobody, which was, you know, couldn't have been easy. But 
Leicester City manager Brendan Rodgers was uh, asked about this about a week ago. He asked about Jurgen Klopp and how it must have um, affected him and how it can't be easy. And of course, Brendan went into a, a rather safe uh, spiel about, you know, it's, it's foot, football isn't the important thing at the end of the day and, you know, family is everything. But the way he described it was, oh, well, once the old mortality kicks in, it isn't easy. <laughs> so how much, how heavily are you paraphrasing there? I'm actually not. <laughs> once the mortality kicks once in. Once the mortality kicks in. Yeah, once you're dead, you'll never go back. Yeah. You, you will, know, you genuinely won't come back. I know, and I'm not making light of, of a family situation there, but the way Brendan Rogers described that as if, well, Jesus, they'll dying. It's a sore dose, but, um, do you know, they'll get through it. Once it's over, it's over. Yeah. Once the mortality <laughs> kicks in. Speaking of mortality, um, Daft Punk are dead. Yes. I'm going to finish off the, the news round with a excellent um, joke by longtime listener of the podcast Johnny Carroll he reckons that Daft was the brains behind that operation <sighs> right we'll take a bit of music and uh, we'll come back to you with more crack uh, we're going to play Digital Love by Daft Punk Right, that was Digital Love by Daft Punk. The two boys have officially called it quits after, I want to say, upwards of 25 to 30 years. 28, well done. Wow, okay, yeah. yeah. Um, A very eccentric and mysterious bunch of, basically two French guys that were massively involved (laughs) in like... Sorry to ruin ruin this part, but I was about to say, I wonder, did they wash the helmet... (laughs) In 28 years but I realise what I was about to say and have just said out loud <laughs> yeah they probably they pro- I mean yeah they probably this isn't the Mandalorian like this is they took it off anyway they, please please continue two, two mysterious French lads and if you find yourself yeah. with 45 minutes to an hour uh, free one even there's a documentary on Netflix watch it it's very good their right. faces are out, but there's something yeah. that just, there's something about their whole style that just has meant that their faces are not known around the world, even though they're on Netflix. And they're pretty forgettable looking guys as well. That's gas. No offense, It's lads. amazing that you can be and, that mad famous for 28 years. And Yeah, you know, and also, I know, but they could also sustain the fame with a really unusual thing that they did whereby they only went on a massive world tour every 10 years on the year ending in seven. They did it in 2017. That was their I last didn't tour. didn't know that. And they did it massively in 2007. They played gigs in like California and LA. Yeah. Um, and they were supposedly, that was like supposedly the peak, peak bubble sort of around Daft Punk when they were just massive and still massively electronic without going dance. Yeah. Um. And this evening they rehashed a rather poignant short film, some artistic feature film that they did in like a desert like 10 years ago where the two boys are walking and one of them stays back and they say goodbye to each other. And one of them explodes (laughs) and it doesn't sound, it doesn't sound very enjoyable, but it's quite artistic and it's, it's quite cool. And they just have Daft Punk 
what is it, 83 to, you know, 2000 and whatever the years were, 2021. Yeah. And the game is up. Uh, so for penance now, say two Hail Marys and listen, and listen to random access memories, um, which peop, some people said at the time that random access memories was going to redefine disco music. And maybe it did. So Nice trivia, points. Park. Fair play to you. Um, that, was, that was unusually sincere for us. Um, I wonder, will, um, will, wonder should we review a, 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 a Daft Punk album and maybe they'll start listening to the... the the podcast the two, well the two boys are probably stuck for a bit of work now so like that's that's really, right I forgot that what else are, what else are you going to do but listening to the Ashton you know the Ashton Rye Junction podcast really now um, I've I've won for you Parik it's, it might be time to bring back this that's what the boys were saying um, because boys were talking serious shite this week so <sighs> Right, howie, geez, that jingle will never fail to put the spooks up me. Um, you've heard me talk about DNP, have you? Mentioned DNP. DNP. Yes. Wasn't he? A, he was a president or something, was he? <sighs> right. Two that f- wasn't. That wasn't actually funny. No, that really wasn't. wasn't. You're really, going to edit that really out. not funny. 2,4-dinitrophenyl, uh, 2,4-DNP, or indeed DNP, is a chemical formula with the compound with the formula HOC6H3NO2-2. It's a yellow crystalline solid with a sweet, musty odor, and, um, you know, it's it's mighty. It's a chemical intermediate in the production of sulfur dry, uh, dyes, wood preservatives, and picric acid. It's also used to uh, in the developing of photographs, and uh, some explosives. So it's it's deadly stuff. It's it's it, it's really good for you. And the reason I'm bringing this up is I mentioned earlier on, um, you know, Operation Stop You Fat Bastard. It's it's February. It's early in the year. I noticed a lot of people online are uh, attempting to uh, you know shake off the old COVID stone and all the rest and and using lockdown for good use. Good use. Why am I bringing this up? Might I? You ask for it. I can hear you asking there. So why apparently- are you bringing it up? Jesus. Yeah, so people have been taking DNP to lose weight, apparently. So, now this is glorious. In the past two weeks, <laughs> a county temporary registered website called fatburny.com. <laughs> Fat I want you to, I want you to be joking. I'm not. I'm not. The Irish Times, I paper of record, has said the words fatburny.com are selling DNP. Yeah, so basically people have been taking DNP and uh, let's call a spade a spade here. They've been cooking themselves from the inside out. Um, yeah, so that's what it does. DNP uh, basically, basically it raises your meta- 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 metabolic rate metabolic rate to uh, essentially astronomical proportions. You're burning calories at a rate of knots, which is lovely, but you're also slow cooking yourself from the inside out. Um, this is not funny. Um Three weeks ago, a, I think the HPRA, um, yeah, so this is actually in the Irish Examiner. The Food Safety Authority uh, have uh, issued a, a warning saying, people, please do not um, ingest capsules um, containing this little, this uh, yellow powder. 
and um, there's been a number of deaths over the uh, over the past 20 odd years. Most recently, a quite a high profile case. Um, I think I think whenever you do hear about a certain like counterfeit or yeah. banned drug, it's not actually com- banned. Whenever when, it's not banned, okay. So yeah. for it's probably under off label use to put it lightly. Well, like, whenever these... like saying, yes, um, you know, it's like, you know, I used a, a gun to cook me dinner. That's that's what that is. Like, that's off label use. Off label use. You know? <laughs> no, but I feel oh. as though, I feel as a, like, as an island, generally the buy, the buy-in power for a lot of this, like, they're seedy, counterfeit, fake drugs. I don't feel as though the, the really, the need is, or for it is here. We yeah. probably have enough cocaine on the island. To keep us going when, when times are getting tough. Well, no, but unfortunately, this is this has been is being sold as exactly as what I've described as a as a um, as a fat loss agent. Essentially, uh, it's you suffer from hyperthermia, not hypothermia. Hyperthermia. You basically cook from the inside out, and it's not guaranteed um, that it will kill you. But you know, it's probably going to. Um, the most recent case was uh, the September of last year. Um, a London man by the name of Vidotis um, Gerbutovicius, I'm going to hope I pronounced that properly, he took 20 pills on, in March 2018 and reported feeling well, said his body was burning and was essentially told he was going to be dead within an hour, and, and he was. Um, yeah, DMP is a variety of uh, industrial uses photographic chemical and a fertilizer and manufacturing explosives and dyes and there has been there's been cases that's a lot lot of people are getting away with it they're selling it as a selling it as a fertilizer and so you kind of get round you're not you know selling it for human consumption but yeah it's it's yeah but 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 you 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 hear about it when when it comes out but like we're being being an island we have our own our boys up in the uh, in the suits in Hipra, yeah, and they'll catch wind to all this stuff. But ultimately, yeah. when when it, when something like that goes out through through sort of um, through the hands, and people are using it, ultimately they can issue a public warning, and it might be on the news or whatever. Yeah, Ultim- ultimately it might it may not stop people from taking stuff like this, and uh, which is pretty nasty stuff, off label use. So I'm, I think I'm, people need to be in a very unusual state of mind. Yeah. Yeah, to not sort of consider the amount or the fact that it might cook you like a turkey burger. So I'm I'm um, uh, I'm uh, I'm just referring to a study here from 2011. Um, so two four dinitrophenol, a weight loss agent with significant acute toxicity and risk of death. And like I love how pole faced and kind of you know completely cold and clinical these scientific articles are. 2,4-dinitrophenol is reported to cause rapid loss of weight, but unfortunately is associated with a number of accept- an acceptably high uh, rate of significant adverse effects. Um, it's mostly sold over the internet under a number of different names as a weight loss slimming aid. However, it causes uncoupling of oxidative phosphorylation, the classic symptom complex associated with tox- toxicity of phenyl-based products such as DM. Uh, DNP is a combination of hyperthermia, so you roast tachycardia, your heart tries to emigrate, diaphoresis, and other words I can't pronounce. Um, yeah, so since roughly the year 2000, there's been a massive upswing and a 
62 published deaths in medical literature from um, DNP ingestion. Yeah, so basically, I know myself and Pork just took it upon ourselves. If someone, there's a lot of impressionable people that live on Instagram, and if someone tells you to take DNP for the love of Tundra and Jesus, don't, essentially. Yeah. And, like, in... It's a rule of economics always yeah. that, like, risk is often the... It basically constitutes, like, effect versus chance of that happening. Yeah. Right? And people greatly and miss... I'll, I'm going to say that word again, misunderestimate. I know it's not a word, although, but it's funny. Although the chances of your average person getting their hands on and taking DMP is so low. Yeah. And obviously the effect is so bad. Look around you. Look with, with like things like detox teas, Dylan. Detox teas. That just does break my bollocks. Detox now what, teas. Like they're probably not going to kill you. They're you not. Know? Kill I you mean, you probably lose weight because you'd be, you know, essentially Dr- just drinking. hemorrhaging <laughs> minerals and nutrients and goodness from your body. Yes, yeah, so, yeah. You're and just. It's normally just laxatives though as well, aren't they? Well, it depends on on depends on what they're packaged as. So. A lot of these compounds that claim to be fat burners, you know, that you buy in Holland and Barrett or off fucking shitehawks or us.net, um, they're basically colliding agents that bind to any saturated fat in your stomach and make you shit treacle for two days and frighten, the, just spook you into never eating anything with fat again. So you're just eating kind of celery and rosaries for a couple of weeks. That will make you lose weight. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's it's not the yeah. um, it's not the it's not the 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 fat burner. It's the fact that you've literally had an exorcism performed on you that frightens you away from eating the fat, and that's why you lose weight. It's psychological. It's not physiological. Yeah, but I think. But my final point was basically, yeah. although the effect of that is harmless at its best and but no, slightly harmless I get at exactly its worst. What you mean, yeah. Balanced with the, the the, just populist nature of it, the fact that probably a lot of people are on this probably isn't too far off DNP. So I think, you know. Well, th- th- that's the point. If, if uh, That's exactly the point that people are conflating. Oh, it's just another supplement. No, it's not. It's a seriously toxic chemical. It's not another supplement. You know, um, vitamin B is a supplement. And at worst, you're just going to do nothing. But, you know, DNP will literally... You know, turn you into pulled pork. That's a lovely image. Thanks. Don't That's say a lovely image. Public service broadcasting. I know. No. Um, I was just going to say this episode is brought to you by Carol's Meats. <laughs> <laughs> um. Right. Uh. Here's a bit of lunacy, and we're going to come back. Um. Uh, well-known right-wing commentator Ben Shapiro is gone in the next uh, half of the programme so stay tuned for that here's a bit of lunacy and welcome back hope you enjoyed um, that track from Lunacy's second album Otherworld which I think is probably their best um, Porik we were watching the Tommy Tiernan show the last right. night. Okay. We know Very again, just just to be clarified, like I wasn't there. It's not we. Porik is referring to the royal we. 
by oh, yes, of course, yeah. King King Pat. <laughs> and we were watching it and there was um oh for my detriment now I've forgotten her name, but there was a lady judge, a lady yes. that was uh, in she was an elderly lady, she had retired, but she was a female judge. Back when that wasn't really a done thing. I think she was the first one. Anyway, she was talking. Gillian Hussey was her name. name. Gillian Hussey, yes. yes. She was basically bringing, bringing Tommy throughout the different, you know, start to finish throughout her career and everything. Yeah. And it got to the 80s when she started getting qualified and she was she was starting yeah. to, to really make it. And um, And then mom goes, sure, there was no crime back then. <laughs> Referring to 10 years between 1981 and 1990. She wrote off the 80s as a completely peaceful decade. Well, everyone knows that um, Elton John bought crime to Dublin in uh, 1991. <laughs> I know, like, that's... it. Does that not speak... came over on the boat. <laughs> does that not... Go on. You should have you should have seen just a reaction. Like I was just so annoyed at the fact that someone would say that. <laughs> Do you know what? I wouldn't be because if there's anything growing up and kind of getting a bit of sense, not that I have a lot of it because I'm still 17. Um, our our mothers, poor I can specifically minor viewers, live in a very sanitized version of the planet. If does am I being fair here? They live in a very, you know. Oh, clearly. Like, For someone to come out and say that, you'd have to be on working on a different level. Well, I'll admit that neither Kilcuna County Galway or Castlepunka County Roscommon are, you know, they're not exactly Detroit. <laughs> no, I mean, they they once, you know, lived and died by the whole car industry boom. But that's that's closer to reality than I'd like to admit in, in, in Castle Punk, so we'll move swiftly on. Um, let's not offend anyone that might be listening. But uh, yeah, it, it, like as someone said to me recently, the, the more serious thing that had happened to be someone talking at mass. Yeah, that is very true. Oh, that's glorious. I love that. Uh, yeah. And um, I've, uh, I've started a sort of a, a social experiment. All right. With our, my lovely dog. We have a nice little dog at home. You have got at least six episodes past getting that dog and not once have you mentioned that dog. Yeah. So all two of you know me, that's including you now, Dylan, <laughs> will know that we got a dog, little doggy in lockdown, a nice little placid cockapoo called Henry. Right. Henry. Henry's great. Called. We love him. He's in every day. We chat. He's a great dog. We get to know each other. We challenge each other. We're growing together. Right. Um, I watched the Connacht match the last day and I was fairly happy that they won. So I thought it'd be funny for me to slowly transition them out of the name Henry with complete disagreeance of Rami Dell and the rest of the family <laughs> of and start calling them, start calling the dog Bundy. <laughs> and I go, how are you Bundy? And I say it like that. <laughs> So I started calling Henry Bundy. That's funny. And I'm going to wait a small bit of time and just sort of slip that one onto the carpet. And and just maybe over time, I might get him to answer equally to Henry and Bundy. And everyone doesn't like what I'm doing. I see. He looks, like a, he looks like a Bundy. 
Um, well, that's actually very. If you didn't know, if you didn't know Bundyaki, though. Yeah, exactly. No, that's good. Bundy's a very cuddly name for not a very cuddly individual. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Bun- Bundy Bonds. We've been over this. <laughs> We've been over. Let's not go there. Um, I actually had this conversation with someone recently about small dogs with big masculine names is extremely funny. Like, imagine a Pomeranian called Ulton. <laughs> 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 that is very good on. I go have to Donica. credit. I go have Donica to credit. is a good big name. Credit Aileen Burke with that particular piece of information. It's just for small <laughs> dogs with big with big man names is very funny. Yeah, yeah. Kira's <laughs> neighbors recently got a, a new dog. Yeah. Uh, a small to medium sized dog. Forget the breed anyway. Not oh, yes, the well known small to medium sized dog. But, and this doesn't this isn't a big name as such, but I just yeah. thought it was interesting, is Jethro. And well, I can only think of one Jethro, and probably so can everyone else. Jethro to Tull is like Bundy to Aki. Um, <laughs> Jethro Tull, he both invented the sea drill and had an alternative rock band in the 80s. <laughs> he, was, <laughs> he was just big into creating things, be it, <laughs> be it fusion or, you know. God, this has gone down a weird road. Um, and you had, a thir- you had a third piece of story for it. I think you had a third story. Yeah, so Dad was telling us a story there. Oh, I know the patio stories. How I think it was in the eighties, and I think himself and and his brother Michael were driving around one evening, close enough to the parish. Yes, in a small in a small village called Bedclare. So anyone in this part of Galway in North Galway will know yes. Bedclare, in between Carlisleran and Chum. And Dad and the brother were driving the car, but the the car started to break down, and they pulled. They pulled up on the road just outside Belclare. And they would have known a lot of people through their family business at the time around those parts. So they would have known who was yes. in the house. They walked into the house on their side of the road anyway, uh, but they couldn't really help them. They didn't have any other car to jump it off. Or Fair enough. They didn't have any tools or anything like that. And there was a farmer's house further across the road. So they went yep. over anyway. I believe the, na- the man's name was Tom and he was an old man. Yeah. And they went in the back anyway and they, they wrapped or they, you know, they knocked on his door. He was like, come around the back. They went around the back and the dog appeared. Yeah. And the dog started, uh, had a sort of a bad temperament and started really annoying them. Yeah. And Tom went, shut up, bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> and dad is convinced that the dog's name was bollocks. That's entirely possible. Yeah. Yeah. He called the dog bollocks. A, a dog <laughs> named Bollocks. <laughs> Rural Irish men of a certain generation have a very unique way of showing affection towards dogs. Have you ever seen a man about her own father's age, uh, Porrick, pet a dog? No, they go over and slap the side of the dog. Yeah, they do. <laughs> you're you're completely right. They're just they, they won't approach a pet the same yeah. way that anyone. No, no, they never scrunch. Yeah. They never scrunch the thing. It'll, yeah. Yeah, I just what you know the Simpsons scene where they're petting the dog. You have to pet him really hard so he can feel it. <laughs> they're <laughs> pulling the skin off the dog. Same, um, same idea with the old collies, like. Oh, but like the dogs love it. They, for some reason, the dogs love getting slapped on their stomachs. Yeah. Uh, it's 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 lovely to see, but um, there is no bond stronger than that of a rural Irish man and the pet he said he didn't want. 
Yeah, that's very true. <laughs> that is, Although I can't that is so imagine true. Pat Hughes not wanting a dog. No, yeah. Because he's a good few, he does, he enjoys Henry's Henry's uh, company. He's a good few pet names for him. Uh, like Owl Stock. <laughs> that's and, great. I uh, love that. That makes me very happy. And um, mom and dad have the word Gubbins. And um, um, oh, they have loads more. I'm gonna to have to. I'm gonna to have to remember and say it next episode. They they <laughs> they have a long list of words they call Henry no more than ourselves. Um, right, moral quandary for you. You're after reminding me of something. I'm I'm going to come out really badly out of this. I just know I am. Well, let's do it though. Right. So, I had to shoot over to Halfords the other morning to pick up a very small piece of equipment for my car. Um, I didn't have a wheel brace. I need to buy a wheel brace in Halfords. I drive a Mazda. Ah, ha- uh, go on. Sorry, no. It was, it was at the quandary, is it? <laughs> no, has no, it started no. yet? <laughs> no, you fucking. Where, where is the morality going to seep in? <laughs> I drive a Mazda six, a car with a little-known feature. It's a kinetic energy recovery system that recovers the energy lost through braking and slowing down, and throws it back into the battery. Right. Need to get that out of the technical bit out of the way first. Number one, it makes the battery ridiculously expensive. It's about 300 quid for a battery for my car. Number two, if you jump start a Mazda 6 with that system, you will turn your car into a 20 grand paperweight, basically. I was at Halfords. I was getting into my car. I was pulling off and my other half was in the passenger seat so I did bounce this offer too I saw what looked like someone in the car park attempting to possibly jump start a Mazda 6 that was not unlike my own in the sense that it was basically the same car but a different colour now I don't know what was mm. going on I didn't stay there long enough should I have intervened and stuck my head in and say please don't do what I think you're doing you're going to make a very expensive mistake not many people know that you're not supposed to jump start those electrical systems and I didn't intervene I don't know if that's what they were doing at all but I saw jump leads being procured I hope it was the other car they were jumping and not um, and not the, mm. the, the Mazda so did did my I just worry that my unwillingness to share knowledge may have cost someone an awful lot of money now it it absolutely shaffages the car oh it does it, yeah, like, it, fucking, it ruins it I think the technical term is that the engineers and Mazda use is Malafuster Malafuster yeah yeah, yeah well, they're, they're in Japanese origin really yeah absolutely yeah um uh yeah <laughs> yeah you probably showed up to be honest <laughs> bollocks <laughs> yeah I no, feel really I do, bad I'd uh, I've been guilty of just sometimes just Something very easily said, roll down the window to say some. Sometimes I, fi- I find that I'm not that person. Yeah. You know, when something happens on a road and you might have gone down a road, right? And two way, two way, two lanes, yeah. right? <laughs> Northbound, westbound, whatever. So that's not how it works. Right. And uh, something might be blocking the road. You're the first one to turn around and come back. Yeah. And normally someone's like big flashing lights waving down. Oh, no, go around, go around. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like if I was in, if I was in that situation and, I would, I would actually let people go down. 
I would let people go down and probably let someone behind because I'm so confident that someone will always do it that I'm just like, yeah, go on. I'm, I'm just going to drive home. So you were like me. You're so, have so little faith in the goodness of human nature that you're willing to let fucking chaos happen for the sake of just a quiet life. Uh, yeah. I'd say the opposite. <laughs> I'd say the opposite because okay, I, I have so much trust in other people doing what I should have done. <laughs> oh, no, that's fair enough. So well, that's the same thing, really, just coming at it from a different yeah. angle. You just have a more positive spin on the fact that... But it's harmless stuff. People it's like are harmless stuff. It's like yeah. two or three minutes driving, they'll see it. Right. They might want to see the the 50 people inside in the bus rolled over. They might want to see it. So let's, you know... Let let's, let's not go there. Here's one for you. So <laughs> very simple. You're on the old N18 between fucking... Galway and Limerick and you're just coming out of Ardrahan and there's the flash for cash in the 60k just outside the, the filling station there on the main road and you get by a grand do you spend the next three or four mile flashing like hell at oncoming traffic to let them know the um, I them... have I have a rule of thumb yes if it's done to me you'll I, do to the other side I flash the next two pods of cars that's Jesus that's so scientific I love it I flashed two the first person coming yeah and then the next boom and then I'm I'm all flashed out I, I, I never given much thought until the other morning um, I go through to get from where I live to get to work I have to go through a specific village in West Dublin that wouldn't have the widest roads in the world and to be honest at the minute but due to COVID traffic there's barely anyone on them nearly two years I'm living in Dublin I have never once seen a speed camera in the middle of the village of Lucan village ever ne- like never have I seen like there's no purpose to it Um, there was one morning coming in the lower road like it was cars were lit up like Christmas trees and I just about got round the corner in time when I realised what was there and it was a speed camera like just I never have I seen it before so the kindness of strangers saved me a fine and three penalty points because I you know you're never going to come into that road less than 70k never mind 50 so you know I just kind of made me rethink it yeah I have a weird uh, reaction to people flashing me okay oh yeah yeah I get pure power with their car lights um I'd report the other. That's fair enough, yeah. But I (laughs) sometimes, I don't know why I do this and there's no explanation for it. I sometimes get really, really mad if people start flashing me. I'm like, I'd be driving up the road, right? And in that same situation where the cars coming towards me, I've just passed a, a van. They're being nice, they're being courteous and they're flashing me. But if a second or third car does it, I'm just thinking like, yeah, oh, fucking I get it. Right. <laughs> and I, I'll get, I'll just get a bit pent up inside in the car. So. No, no, I that's do agree. Pretty, I do that's pretty agree. unlikable. <laughs> do you know what gets fucking me? And I, it's, you'll, you often get it on the N4 between Dublin and, and the West is your classic traffic snake of fuckers rubbernecking to look at a fucking two heifers in a field on the right hand side and you're crawling in a fucking tailback coming into Rathon and you're crawling you're crawling you get through the village you get out the far the other side and then traffic speeds up again and you realise that 
this was nothing but someone slowing down to look at something that has pendulumed from three o'clock that afternoon right back to when I got on the road and there was nothing there in the first place like people slowing down to look at an accident in the other lane you know someone is hurt we get it but please continue there's no need to fucking stop and stare mm. yeah I know a, a brilliant example was in the south link when the shopping centre Cork's hipster M50 yeah when the south link when the shopping centre the Deb, the Tesco shopping centre car park multi-story went up in flames man point oh man the yeah, sorry, man. Point. No, no, not man. man point. It's 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 in Douglas. It's before. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, well, it's before man. It's our side. Uh, no, it's the no, it's the far side of the no. It's oh, it's good. Good distance out now. It's it's Douglas like. It's beside Bishopstown, sort of kind oh, of. Not sorry, really. I have I hope like, no one's I, from Cork. Is I have a completely it? warped sense of the shape of Cork City. Sorry. Yeah, well, that's because it is slightly slightly warped, but they had to put up plastic sheeting up on above the he's a correspondent with RT isn't he oh fuck's sake (laughs) oh Jesus Christ plastic sheeting RT news (laughs) and he is the he is like the cork he is I thought you did that sorry please continue for it they had to basically add another meter in height with plastic sheeting to stop people looking in because it was yeah. it's right up flush with the the road like yeah. throw a stone from the raised road fair enough yeah um yeah so that they had to do that as well but people do it it's just you know it's human rubber. nature yeah, it's, it's human nature it's rubbernecking um, uh, sure. it doesn't matter for because yeah. don't drive anywhere anyway it's grand we'll never have to drive I again know. I have um I have I have one final story on rubbernecking or just on the topic of driving yes i i some some things just stick you know really arbitrary and unusual things that stay in your head for that happened in primary school there is no reason i no reason why this should be remembered well yeah, I'm thinking of a few absolute like moments. The shit that you could that no comedy writer would ever write. Just my this moment sort of introduced me. I was coming back. I w- we were on the bus and it was just coming outside Kilmaine. We were coming back from was it Ballinrobe? We were off swimming, right? It would uh, possibly Claremore's because. There wasn't Claire there, Morris. Swim pool Sorry, Claire yeah. Morris. Often the there was, father would go there was indeed, to the yeah. Claire Morris. In Claire Morris. And we're on the way home. And just outside Kilmaine, yeah. one of the lads who came from just a farming background was sitting beside another lad who came from a farming background. Yes. And there's there's something, there's sort of a a weird fucking thick synergy that goes on. Those two boys are the pro, like the the sum of those two thicknesses is just worse oh, than ga- each of their Game of Thrones blood and cowshite. Yeah, and we we were passing the big open field that had stock in it. Yeah, and your man turns to the <laughs> lad and he goes, "Whoa, look at that! Look at the massive sack on that cunt." He says. <laughs> <laughs> And I saw, and it was it was really massive, actually. <laughs> Brilliant. It was you, huge. Porik, that is, this is the 
fucking scrapings at the butt end of the crud bucket. This is the skin marks of content. This is, and your even your microphone has tried to leave. Yeah. So if anyone wants a kind of a a, a temporal sense of when this is being recorded, if anyone has the in Irish Independent app on their phone right now, I have just got the notification that level five restrictions are in it on at least April fifth. <sighs> No, we can't. No, let's not talk about let's not talk about restrictions now. If I were the Irish government, I would simply give more than eight people a week the vaccine. <laughs> I'm not going to talk about this. I'm now. not going to talk about this. But you know what I am going to talk no. about? I was thinking there during the week, Park. I know I have to end on a, so- a sad note, but is anyone else just feeling a bit numb? As in the extremes of emotion go between you know, lukewarm and luke cold, if that's a word. Like, I haven't got excited, got sad. Like, I'm just, is this what it feels like to be, I don't know what, lobotomized? It's just, I, it's, I feel no emotion anymore. Like, you just feel nothing. It's so numb, existence. Yeah, I, um, a small bit of, I think it's a small bit of numbness. Yeah. And I completely... I completely envision this entire thing stopping, going back to normal, and everyone, people really suffering from survivor syndrome. I think that when this thing is, this is fucking that's, awful. That's really this, interesting. But please, continue. I think someone's, I think someone's going to be inside in a nightclub with their friends drinking, and then suddenly go, "I hate what this." The what the fuck happened yeah. there? Like, yeah. And they're going to have to go home and sort of just come to terms with what happened. I, I, I know um, this isn't exactly... I think che- that might be... Cheery, but... Happening. I think the aftermath of this is going to be far more interesting than, you know, in terms of how people react to it is and how people normalize. And if people can look at their phones now and imagine me doing air quotes because that's what I'm going to do. Like someone said to me years ago that um, a set of inverted commas was will appear and float over my head for time in perpetuity because I do it so much. But yeah, when things go back to normal, I mean, I keep harking back to that classic thing from the, the Spanish flu in, the, in, in 1918 when it, it finished. And it's a very, like in terms of parallels with the last century, it's very, it's um quite similar. But... <laughs> Like, oh, there's, there's social media this access to information is, is far greater now but basically back then history writes or writers have talked about a collective deliberate amnesia where people just chose not to talk about it and there's very little recorded in relative terms about that time and how people got on like there's, there's a handful of like there's not a lot of, of sources of people talking about what life was like during it it's like people got through it if they survived God knows we didn't have the same level of sanita- sanitation, you know, microbiological technology wasn't at what it was, um, you know, vaccines, you know, antiseptics and, you know, antibacterials wasn't what it was then. So, and knowledge of how virals, viruses transmit was a hot, l- lot less back then as well. So, ergo, the viruses proliferated a lot better. Point being, they couldn't get rid of it as easily, or when I say as easily, not as if we were getting rid of it easily, but they didn't have the tools to fight it. So people got through it if they survived and kind of when it was over or however over it can be, they just chose to start to forget about it and move on. Like, I don't know what it was like in Ireland, the, this 
for 19 like what my grand no my grandparents weren't even alive um yeah, back when we had like a quarter of the population, so well, a, a, a population that was barely getting. See, so you didn't have rail air travel. You didn't have that mass. You you didn't have any immigration into Ireland, so you know it wasn't a thing. So anyway, that's neither here nor there. I just really interested, like in thirty, forty years time, looking back on. Right, number one, how revisionist are we going to be about this last couple of years? And number two, how. Are we going to be in the aftermath of it? Like what you said about survivor syndrome, there'll be survivor's guilt. A lot of people will feel bad. Um, as someone said to me recently, as someone said to me today, actually we're talking about provided we get back into pubs and get, you know, back to, you know, me and you, Boric, play a bit of music and getting out and, you know, will there be people that you used to meet out and about that'll just not be there and will there be enough people that'll just have, that'll have, Firstly, taken by the virus that you'll notice oh well he or she is gone oh remember they died because of the virus as well and you know you're going to have survivor's guilt that's the first thing you're going to have survivor syndrome per you know it forms of ptsd where people are going to be scared for it, about it i think a awful lot of people won't be comfortable in crowds ever again there'll be a latent discomfort like i I am. I'm kind yeah, of, I, I, I think so too. Yeah, I'm going to come totally clean here or now. Not that I particularly liked being in super. Just I just I want to do me shopping and people getting in my way and fucking humping me in Tesco, annoying me. <laughs> <at the, laughs> <laughs> Sorry, yeah, no, just, yeah. I can't go humping. in for a, a tin of top chop tomatoes without getting dry ridden in Tesco. It's a devil. <laughs> no, my point stands is that I am. Like I am extremely unfucking comfortable in shops at the minute. Like, you know, you can have a hundred people pawn you in Tesco, but my old fella can't go for a game of golf. You know, you have to look at yeah, you, you you really have to look at the logic behind it. I know I get people need to get food more than they need to play golf, but you know, risk versus reward here. Like for Jesus' sake, um, you know, if you're going to do one, you may as well do the other or control the other. I don't. Like that's beside the point. But basically. You know, I can't ever, I, I know, having a massive amount of people in an close, unventilated space seems so alien now as that it's actually slightly anxiety inducing to ever see it happen again. Mm. I don't know if it's, um, I don't know if it's massively naive. Yeah. Or just looking to, to rebound with as far more, d- d- rebound with a bigger pomp than ever before but i, I do think, think there's I an would. element of that too yeah i, do, I, I do. think i would i I think some somehow in my head i i would be able to draw a line and go covid19 was long let me have this let me have i i i'm inclined to agree I, with I, you. I, that's I'm what i think yeah. what might happen and that's sort of even contradictory to some of my <laughs> pessimism on my well, last point same same I, as that yeah a cognitive dissonance here. I I just I want to see how all this plays out. I do purely. It's it's morbid curiosity. It's total. It's pseudo anthropological sort of, you know, how would I describe it? I'm sort of it's 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 self indulgence and self gratification. I just want to see how it plays out. Like it, I'm, it's not as you know. I'm a person too. I'm going to be involved in the fucking recovery. Like it's not as if I'm you know in a glass bubble staring out at it. But um, yeah, it's, it's it's a really interesting one. I just really want to see how people react, and 
Like, uh, the UK well, the UK's vaccination programme is like no listen we've talked have we talked about it? No, we haven't really but look vaccines work the vaccine has worked it's working anyone the, the, where and critical mass have been vaccinated Israel has shown the numbers Denmark has shown the numbers the UK are starting to show the numbers Ireland in its own way even though our vaccination programme is terrible the notice the, the lack of transmission and the, the healthcare workers that have been vaccinated it's it's greatly reducing the S- numbers still there. one of the top top in Europe actually which all, is, like, all joking aside, which, yeah. is, which is the barometer because ultimately we are in amongst everyone else the UK yeah. are their own thing now interesting now yeah know, so look we, we we don't we, we said we made the pact that we wouldn't you know have a hour of doom scrolling because we could if we wanted to. we could have talked about COVID every fucking time we sat down to record this party for the past 10 months year sorry this yeah yeah i'm just thinking it's a year now it's 52 weeks this yeah but yeah that's <laughs> yeah it's, it's hard one, imagine one of those like streamer <laughs> what are they called <laughs> hold on 52 weeks covered Bugle. yeah one of those things the party a bu- no a bugle is like a war trumpet is it i don't know fuck it is that not a dog oh. uh no but anyway Ooh. Getting back to the point at hand, Park. There's a couple of schools of thought on this. People have kind of taken the piss with this anyway. So those that took the piss are just going to continue. They're not going to be affected by this. Um, there's the probably the vast majority that'll probably go book wild for six months. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah, I think that might that might be probably the the yeah. dominating approach like why I for, honest God, for I mean, everyone for everyone around our generation and even the generation yeah. above and below us i think that probably is going to <laughs> the way i'm i'm i my biggest takeaway from this if this lasted three months it would have been a blip and they wouldn't have lasting effects but the fact that it has gone on so long and has kind of clawed away at the fundamental nature of the important things of life which is you know family socializing actually enjoying yourself and not fucking sitting at a laptop for 25 hours a day that's not important um the fact that it has embedded itself so much i do think that that um there will be lasting effects but there will be positives my take home is that i just don't give a fuck about a lot of things that anymore do you know especially like what people think and if i cared what people think i would be recording a fucking podcast <laughs> but i mean you know you know you know what i'm getting at like you just i think i think so i think as as we're talking now, I'm starting to become even more. I started at the bottom bottom with my yeah, pessimistic I've, point, I've, yeah. but now I'm I'm on the optimism train with you, yeah. and I think that I think there'll be I think there'll be scorched earth at the back of the landscape that yeah. will be twenty years time, and I think we'll forget about it. I think it'll bear it'll bear its scars. I think. It'll but it'll have its little I, reminders. Like I know this sound, this is getting very hurdy gurdy, but in five years' time, you're going to pull a fucking mask out of your sock drawer, and you're going to go, ah, remember them? Yeah. And then you're going to go out killing because <laughs> it'll be the purge. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I'm actually planning on doing? I'm going to find a pub, a nice pub, and I'm going to drink. A bottle of harp every 20 minutes until I can no longer use any discernible language. And in between those bottles of harp, I'm going to smoke, <laughs> a, I'm going to smoke a carol cigarette. And I'm going to be in so much pain the following day, but I'm going to feel something. <laughs> but you're going to feel it. I'm going to yeah. feel something. I'm going to feel, do you know that? 
you know that st- it, it's like a poorly sharpened boning knife being stuck into the base of your skull over and over again for an entirety of a Sunday morning after a night drinking lager but fuck it you can feel it it's 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 there it absolutely claws away at the very essence of your existence but fuck it you could feel something <laughs> right lads that was episode 34 of the Ethanoid Junction podcast if you've made it this far thanks for listening to that. the uppity bit at the first half and thanks for surviving through this very real chat later on I know I you know all joking aside I think we did have to shine a light on what because it's the first time we've acknowledged the fact that we're going to get out of this and that the end is in the horizon while it is a bit away yet it's going to happen so thanks for listening check us out next week slash (laughs) next fortnight because we're going to have a good friend of ours and absolute gentleman and fantastic company man Kaelin Walsh on the on the podcast. Oi, this so, has been listen in. two years in the making, getting that man on the podcast. Yeah. Listen um, in. Yeah, so It'll the plan good. is, sorry, let's get back to the real world for the plan is to have a scattery guests over the next while. We're we decided to start taking this fucking thing seriously. So um yeah, there's a couple of guests coming up. There's a couple of there's actually I'm gonna say a relatively famous guest coming in the next three to four weeks. Really looking forward to having a voice that isn't ours. Amazing. We had, do you remember we had Romy on, Romy Madden on there in June? And people were like, geez, it was lovely to have a guest on. And we responded to those people by not having any more guests on until now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we don't believe in surveys or feedback or our focus groups of any description. Um, yeah. So, or logic. In the name of fucking Joe Canning, Cahill Craig, and John Muldoon. All the best. We've been the Athenry Junction Podcast. Pat bless, mind yourselves, and we'll see you the far side. Pat bless.